0: This is the Prepare for Battle podcast. And on Earth conversation with Aaron and Sharon either represent the human spirit in an attack from an automated, digitally generated, algorithmic, driven machine in the digital battlefield that is our business reality. So fire up your business motivers, dial in your crown chakras, and connect at ready for these mega downloads. This week's episode in 3, 2, 1... All right, welcome to the Prepare for Battle podcast. I am Aaron Battle. And I'm Sharon Kennedy. And today we're going to talk about all the different ways that we're going to grow.
1: And there's plenty of them.
0: Yeah. When it when it comes to growth, I mean, I think of plants straight away and the struggle that they have to, and especially the plants I have out of my balcony heaps, I only get afternoon sun. So my avocado trees that have grown from the seed that are almost, I say, four or five foot they they lean over the balcony to get some more sun, and I just think that's so cool, so I twist the pot, so I have to make them lean the other way and i just I just like watching them dance.
1: It's a hard life for a plant, isn't it?
0: Well, especially when you're in the city, You've got, <gasps> got all these buildings blocking your sun
1: and all the other obstacles that you would have, I would imagine
0: well, it's a noisy place I don't know I don't know how they how they like listening to all the all the racket of sirens and hoons. But I mean, I mean, okay. Now I'm thinking, we should like, are we conscious of how much sun we're getting? Because I know vitamin D is very important, and and it's it's weird because I take a vitamin D supplement.
1: Whoa! So you must think somewhere along the lines that you don't get enough sun.
0: Well, the reason why, uh, I mean, I don't know if I want to share this, but the reason why, (laughs) I mean, it's a bit paranoid. The reason why I, I I'm taking a vitamin D supplement. Is because I'm definitely not getting enough sun. Um, I, I know this. I, I work inside. I live inside. Um, we're in winter now, so I'm wearing tracksuits. And it, and vitamin D um, from my internet research, which mainly consists of listening to other health influencers on YouTube, uh, vitamin D is critical. It's like it's like a hormone vitamin. And I don't I don't know what that means. Um, but um, for example. I know that Joe Rogan takes five thousand units of vitamin D every day, and I mean that doesn't seem like a that could seem like a lot, but it's it's only I mean considering how much you can get, it's only five little capsules. Um,
1: I know you can overdose on vitamin D as well, but who's this Joe guy you're talking about?
0: Uh, he's just a just a, a UFC commentator and uh but he's also got a podcast he's actually the reason why i started podcasting in the first place i was inspired by just a random dude at the time hanging out with his mates and get the microphones out and just talking smack and having a smoke and um now he's got a you know million dollar contract with spotify we're giving away our stuff for free and he's getting paid a million bucks um wow. but he's he is one of the most popular podcasts so he's the, not a drug dealer um, I don't think so, but he does flog a lot of alpha brain. Okay. Uh, which I, is which is that which is another nootropic. Um, yeah, vitamin of some kind.
1: All right. Well, I don't know what that is either. So. Yeah. Maybe um, that's
0: another podcast. Yeah, it definitely is another podcast. I mean, it's just nootropic is just uh, herbs that help your brain fire a bit bit better. They're legal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, good stuff apparently. Um. Yep, I've heard many good things. Okay. But, but it's just, they're expensive. Like, I mean, for it's for like the a, elite. Well, it's an additional expense. Um, I think from when I looked, it's like, could you, I mean, it's, it's not really a big deal, but I guess if you wanted to add it to your monthly consumption, it's like an extra 60 bucks a month. Okay. So, you know, it doesn't seem like a lot of money, but when you put it on top of everything else, it's kind of like, yeah, do I really need it? I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's half a trailer load of wood for me to keep me warm in winter.
0: Is that is that a good price for wood? I've got no idea.
1: Well, last year it was a lot cheaper, but for some reason the cold snappers pushed the price of wood up, and you don't want to get me started on that growth.
0: Yeah, okay. All right.
1: Because <laughs> well. it'll turn into a rant.
0: Yeah, well, we already did that. We did that last week. That was week.
1: last week. Yeah.
0: You're gonna, have, you're gonna have to wait another whole 12 episodes to get back to the rant episode, so you can have a can have a talk. Oh no. And, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll be with you there on the on the, the cost of electricity because I, I not long had an electricity bill and I thought, whoa, uh, what have we been doing? I mean, but you know, I guess we're I guess I got a family and got to keep the kids cozy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have one of those reverse cycle. Or even fan heaters. I put socks on, I put a beanie on and a scarf, and then wait for the the wood to burn. It's a good life.
0: Yeah, yeah. It sounds it sounds um, healthy.
1: Yes, you could, that's that's a good word for it. Healthy.
0: Yeah. So, so what are we
1: talking about tonight? With well, growth. So besides let, let's, wood,
0: let's start with business growth because this is this is a business podcast after all. Oh, yeah. that's right. And I have been reaching out for feedback, and one of the things that I get is, let's talk about business.
1: Okay, then.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. just guess, I guess we did. we got to stay true to ourselves. That was the plan.
1: That's right. Okay, so business growth. How do you grow your business?
0: Well, um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> put you on the spot now. I thought I'd get in before you did.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Usually I do that to you. Um, yeah, that's, that's funny. Um, so business growth. I mean, there's, there's many different ways. Um, so I'm just going to start generically. I think for a a business owner, the first step is to identify where you can, where you can do things better. I think everything's going to be internal and in particular, I'm just I'm, I'm rolling through my head of thinking of the clients and the the issues and and the you know what we've been doing for them to improve their business because um I mean the the, the hot topic scaling like everyone likes to talk about scaling and and I'm now in my business I'm at the nine month mark and it's and it, it feels good because we set six month goals for the start of the new year and we know we're we're now in June so a couple of weeks away and it's it's like we're in week 24 now of the year, and I'm thinking week 26 is is middle of the year, and I'm I, we only had the Monday morning meeting a handful of hours ago. This morning feels like an eternity ago. Right now, and it, and I realized you know I should be at my six month mark already. Um, and we had some good growth goals, and it's like everything's changed all of a sudden. Where I wanted to be isn't even irrelevant of of what's happening right now because. The, the initial goal of my business was to scale myself because I was on the tools, building the websites and connecting the the mail servers to the website to to get the lead generation from the social media activity, attract you know, them to the website. Then they want to find out more. They download the ebook, they register their email and name and phone number, and then you get that information, and then you got to put that back into your Mailchimp and then get it out there, start producing content. It's just like, wow, are you, what are you doing? You're spending all day you know, massaging your lead generation pipeline, but you're not actually doing any work in your business. So you got to automate all that stuff so that you're so that you prepared to scale. And, and I wasn't. Like I, I haven't really I, – I wasn't. Like even now, we haven't really done any marketing at all. We've, we've just been too busy doing the work. So, yeah, so to grow, to go back to your question of how do you grow your business, um, you've got to be in the position to grow your business. Before you can even think about it, and I think that's that's what I that's what I focus on at the moment because I'm not ready to grow my business. I think we have right now we've got three active clients, and that that's us, that's my team full time. We can't we can't take on any more work. I would say that we could, um, but there'd be like two weeks at least before we can even get our teeth into whatever it is that we need to do for you. There'd be two weeks of meetings um, before we can actually start doing any work. Uh, yeah so so in short, yeah be prepared to grow, to scale, and I can go, I can go into more of that if you've got a specific specific question.
1: Well, when you talk about scaling, I think about scaling a fish.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: literally scaling, and I and I guess you know that is the new buzzword or one of the buzzwords today. Scaling up, I don't think you scale down. Because then you just
0: well you could become
1: obsolete.
0: <laughs> you might not choose to. No, you are right. There's all these buzzwords that, that you know, business folk use and it's just I mean that they become these generic terms for nothing because you're like, what do you what do you actually mean? And it's like so when I say scaling, what I what I mean is reproducing like doing the same process and reproducing the same outcome, but on a on a mass quantity so where before i was one person building a website for one client and then i would as i'm getting close to finishing that project i would be at that point looking for the next client and then hoping to finish that client and start a new client um that that didn't really that that wasn't really working because usually there was a gap in between where i could go a few weeks or maybe a month with no clients and then there's no cash flow so then it was just like as a life as a freelancer you come back to the side hustle style. Um, So I I was thinking, you know, I can't, I got a family now. I can't, I can't be, you know, jumping from tree to tree like a monkey and hoping to catch a vine. Like I need to know there's a vine there. And, you know, I can't, I can't fall. This doesn't, this is not healthy. So I thought, how do I, how do I scale myself? Well, I need a, I need a personal assistant that's constantly doing the marketing activities. Um, And, but that's not how, that's not how it went then my, my, my virtual assistant actually turned into my tech person because they had the skills to do that. So then instead of having someone doing marketing, it turned into I became a sales guy again and my virtual assistant turned into a tech guy. So now there's a tech guy and a sales guy. So we can get all the work we want because I'm, I'm personally reaching people, connecting with them and doing the, the business consulting thing for free just to get the work. So. How do, I, how do I scale that? Well, then I need to find a marketing person. So, you know, it comes down to building the team. That's, that's the number one thing. And it's the first thing I tell everyone, you've got to build a team. If it's just you, get a virtual assistant and see what happens.
1: Yeah, good point. I mean, yeah, you can't. you need to have a vine, as you put it, that's endless, really, so that you can just stay on that continuum of constant work, like a job, but not a job.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean, you know, because I had an injury 2 years ago, um my growth came to a crunching halt and and I've had to sit and wait and then look at where I'm going to put my my efforts and energy into growing what I started before the injury and then whether i can still do that afterwards and i don't really know all i know is that i I've, I've got to keep going i've got to keep putting one foot in front of the other so to me that's growth
0: yeah well that that's that's one thing that i i need to make peace with and i think i and i'll tell everyone right now you need to make peace with the fact that you might want to grow as 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 hard and as fast as you can um but there's going to be periods where there is no growth just staying alive is growth like some of my avocados during winter they're not going to grow they just need to stay alive until summer comes back
1: so just enough of the basics so that you can look after yourself and your family
0: yeah i mean there's there's no i mean it's it's that can be demoralizing uh because you just you're just doing the work you just you know you feel like you're caught in the rut or the routine but you need to know that that's that's only the way it looks because you're in it If you were, if you could rise above that, then you could say, okay, well this, then you can start making predictions and estimates and say, okay, well this is only happening because I've got this happening right now. Um, Things have to change and then you've got to use your imagination to then manifest what the future is going to look like. Like jump forward, okay, in six months time, is it going to be the same? Yes or no? If it is, then maybe you should ask yourself some questions. If it's not, well then how is it different? Hopefully it's better and then start preparing yourself for that better time and that that's when it comes back to scaling your operation like sometimes i think okay i'm dealing with three clients right now could we at any point handle six like what does that look like where where are the where are the weak links in my chain here do i need do i need another like customer service person or a, um, a like a product manager or something like wh- what exactly am i doing for these six clients then you just gotta it's literally using that imagination superpower to visualize what's happening at that point and then you know work your way back to now so that you can start building that and then moving in that direction hmm okay <laughs> much easier said than done. I mean, well, I mean I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. I'm thinking, I mean, right now we're like what 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 do I do? I, I do we build websites, we do uh web automations, we aim, and we're moving into marketing and automating the marketing because marketing shouldn't be as as labor intensive as it is, I think for a lot of for a lot of companies. So, I think
1: marketing is probably the hardest thing to get right.
0: Yeah. Well, and the reason I think I – I mean, the reason behind that is just the lack of clarity around what it is – what that what the message is between you and – potential clients
1: well they talk about the avatar like it's all about the client avatar now isn't it like you know make up this imaginary person that's your ideal client and then put all these variables around it and that's the person you're going to market and you think but i just made that person up
0: oh you gotta you gotta know them you gotta give them a phone number and then call them and get them to pay the bill Do you, I? Uh, I'm just going to tell you, I hate the um, the client avatar exercises. Me too. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate them. I just, uh, I just don't think it's that effective. And like, I feel like I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm sidestepping here. What I, what I mean is, if I was to build a client avatar, I'll end up. If, if I was just to build one for my actual clients, so my three clients, and I build a, and a client avatar for each one. They're three totally different clients in every in every respect.
1: Yep, and and the experts will say, well, you know, just focus on one, don't go to those other two, just stick to that one that you know. Yeah. Being the devil's advocate here.
0: No, I, I agree with you. I think it's a good exercise um to, to unlock some of that messaging stuff that you got going on in your head, but I'm the, I wouldn't waste my clients' time in making them do it i i came up with a better way Ooh. so so i thought i don't know where we got distracted with this customer avatar what about the branding avatar it, it, it's out there as well i think somewhere the wires got crossed because when you do a brand avatar then all of a sudden it's like you forget about all your, you like you forget about everyone else that's about to walk through your front of your, front of your door but you start focusing on who's the guy in the shop, like who's who's the guy that's calling people in. Like if if I was to say, okay, my my brand avatar, it's easy for me because I am the brand avatar. Like I think most most entrepreneurs, like if you look at Elon Musk, he's, yeah, he's, uh, Tesla has their own brand avatar and the the Neuralink and his other projects would have their own, you know, their, their own, brand personality but Elon has his own as well and I think this is this is where if you are if you are the entrepreneur that's going to push your own business then it's very easy to say well I I am my own spokesperson but when you don't want to be the lead in front of your in front of your business and you want to let your your brand do it then the branding avatar is more about um working out who who is your what is your brand like as a person what sort of what sort of meals would they eat where would they go out for dinner where would, where would they go on holidays what kind of car do they drive and you you're doing this in your case for incentive 33 and you kind of detach it from who you are but you you think about your your business brand as a person and then all of a sudden that unlocks all your marketing collateral and content because you can start you start sharing stuff about who the brand is and and what they're doing and what the silly adventures they're going on, and then that's when you attract your customers. And then.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think now you're talking my language. No wonder I was struggling with the whole avatar stuff because when you talk about it from a brand perspective, I know what the brand is.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But to break it down into a single person, male and female, and all of those variables around their age and and what color dress they're wearing, and all of those types of things i'm I'm struggling with it I'm thinking I'm just not getting it, I'm just not bright enough to get this
0: yeah I think it's it's more handy to do that once you have clients and then and you kind of you do it as like a thought exercise, but when you when you're doing it as the brand, all of a sudden. You think, well, if I'm going to do Incentive 33 as, as my brand and I'm, I need to think of what stuff to put on Instagram and what stuff to tweet about, you've got to put yourself in the shoes of the brand and then start sharing what stuff's interesting to them and then kind of see who you attract as, as your clients. And then that way, it's just because, I mean, at least then you're working with what you know. You're not trying to invent and create all this stuff that's just so widespread and so abstract and you think, who am I, who is this person? It's like, just work on who you are and who who your brand's about and then, you know, let the universe take care of the rest.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I can see all the experts going, no, no, Aaron, you got it all
0: wrong. (laughs) Well, I'll tell them. I'll tell him something.
1: (laughs) Okay. How about we do both?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean I so I started Googling the brand avatar and there's a lot of there's a lot of information out there about the brand avatar and I'm like, well how come or in all these short courses and things that I that I'm doing, people aren't talking about the brand avatar. And I think this is you can't do marketing if you haven't got the brand in order. It's easy to do the marketing once you have the brand.
1: Yeah, well I started thinking about that too. And then I think, oh, well, you're, I'm going down the wrong path, so I better pull myself back and and do these individual avatars because people who are a lot better at it than me, that's what they're saying to do. So I've not heard of the branding avatar before, so thank you for, for raising that tonight because now I'm going to go do a bit of research on it. Yeah. Um, and just see what I come up with, and I guess at the end of the day, like when you're coming when you're doing business, yes you've got lots of other people who have have been there before and done some wonderful things, and they'll say this is how i how I did it, but I think sometimes you just got to go with that gut instinct, and if it's not feeling right, then it probably isn't right. take it all on board, may or may not work, but at least you're being true to yourself, and you're still in this exploratory type situation where you're still deciding whether or not your own business and entrepreneurship is right for you.
0: Yeah, that's um, that, that's often a, it's a daunting challenge because I'm not sure if entrepreneurship's technically right for anybody. It's just just in today's business world, it's just so competitive and cutthroat. You, you have to be. Um, You have to be up for the challenge and and i think when you're in there and and you're doing it you got to work out what works for you so i so a little win little win for, for my month i've got my first full marketing client that's just handed the keys over to me and said all right you're you're doing it you're doing you're doing all of it and to the point that i'm actually in, in a way, representing the company as as myself. Like I've, I've been given a role inside the company and um, it just happens to be something I'm really passionate about, which is um, cryptocurrencies and um, the, the new world of centralised finance. So I've, I've come coming from that world before and then moving into my own thing. It's kind of cool that I can come back in at, from a different angle. And I gave the, the branding avatar exercise to their executive team, and there's only three guys in their team, and they came back. There was maybe 20 questions I put up, and all the all the all the answers are different. So the three guys in the team have different, uh, they're similar but different ideas on what their brand's about. And this is this is really cool because all of a sudden I need to think well, if you if you if you're paying me to build and do your marketing, then I need to know, I need to know what the brand's about. So I ask them all the questions like, you know, what sort of car does your brand drive and, and, you know, where do they go out for dinner and all the, you know, at least all the silly questions. But some of them is like how, I mean, what I'm trying to get to is what sort of tone and personality does your brand have? Are they, is it a cocky kind of brand or is it someone that can make fun of the competition? Like because we've got to build the content around this, this personality. And I think that's, that's kind of, because people like, people like people. So when you've got a brand you've got to build that personality. So you say, you know what, I like I like the way um you know, I like the brand Apple because they're they're just supreme and sophisticated. Or I like the I like the brand Maccas because they're just quick, fast, um, you know, reliable. And there's and when you when you're coming up with a new brand and you're dealing with clients they – I say they often, but they, they never know. They never know what their brand's about because it's brand new. The same the same way you ask, ask me about Battle & Co, it's like I told you, well, I'm the brand, and then you go, what am I about? I don't know. <laughs> it's, my, it's, it's my first day. Don't ask me these hard questions.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense. And, yeah, you should be able to – if you are the brand, you should be able to say who you are and what you stand for.
0: Yeah. Well, look at the brand prepare for battle like I feel like that's something that you and I created, but we need to do a branding avatar for our for ourselves for our own show and say well what kind of what kind of personality does our does our show podcast broadcast brand take and it's and it's not i I don't know if it's it's a combination of you and me. It could be something completely different like is it does prepare for battle help people does prepare for battle kick people in the ass?" Like what? What is what is his brand? Like if if I was if I was on the street and this and this brand walked up to me, how would prepare for battle say hello?
1: Yeah, they're good questions and probably a good exercise for us to take on.
0: Yeah, I'm like I'm only saying it was I'm doing this now and it's so, yeah. it's so it's so fresh to me because I'm 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 thinking about it. like I, I want to I want to do justice. Like I think mm. where I'm um, you know I say I've reasonably switched on and I need to work out how how do I take a brand from concept to delivering a a company and a a promise and products and then build a community behind that brand so and it's like I I don't want to I don't want, I can't read all the marketing books and I don't listen to all the gurus because they send you the long way they send they send you their way and you, you kind of got to take it and take the tools that seem like a good fit to you and and then do it your own way
1: yeah you definitely got to I guess that's the skill of doing these types of courses and and doing the research, like when you do a good assignment for uni or something, you're actually, nothing is your own work. You can't put your name to anything when you're doing a, a university assignment. You've got to go and research and get all of that knowledge and expertise from all of the people before you, and then you've got to piece it together and then go, here's my work, even though it's not mine, because I can't put any claim to it but yeah. effectively I think that's what you're doing at the end of the day
0: yeah well I think that the way I got to this point was I was looking at um so referencing the, the key person of influence which is a, a fabulous book probably one of my favorites and it definitely left an impact on on me um because I, I'm not really a big book reader I'm, I'm doing my best I want to read more books because I know it's got it's got good value. But it, it was just one of those books that once I got into the meat of it, I, I I couldn't put it down. And I never understood what that meant when you can't put a book down uh, until it happens. And you go, Oh, this is what it means. You literally want to keep going. You want to keep reading it. You feel like it's like it's it's becoming part of you. Um and, and it was it was going through that book and in particular, packaging the, the secret source and and producing your five step methodology um that so of course I, I created my own. Um, I've got my own my own five steps to to building a business community, which which will be coming out there, which will be in a book someday, uh, on the to do list. But it's, it's it's when you start putting together in a in a process so that other people can implement your your method that that's when it really tests you whether you know your stuff or not. And there's there's a lot of gaps in mine at the moment, but um, I'm every time I get to one of those gaps you just it just reappears like walking across a, a bridge where you can't see the next steps and, and that's that's what entrepreneurship's all about. You're kind of working it out as you go building the bridge yeah, every step's like a, a step of faith
1: it sure is faith and passion, I think, and a whole lot of courage
0: yeah, yeah not not recommended for the the light-hearted
1: yeah, I guess it's um it's sort of like the pain of doing it and the pain of not doing it
0: yeah there's there's a tug of war.
1: Yeah, and sometimes sometimes one wins over the other.
0: Well, when when you say about the pain of of not doing it, I know I know what you mean, but it, it's yeah. I mean, it, it is hard to put into words. Is it like well, what, what what
1: is it? The pain of not doing it would would mean having to go sit in a job that you don't like doing. Yeah. That would be yeah. painful. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I, I had, um, I, I don't know when I mentioned it, but I, whether I even did mention, I don't know. So I'll mention it again. I i know that um, through some of the coursework we did, I actually made peace with the balance between doing your own thing and also sometimes doing someone else's thing to help them whatever, like in the terms of you getting a job. Like you, you, can, you can, you don't have to be doing the entrepreneurship all the time. You could be doing do a stint, get it to a certain stage, do your job for a bit, do part time one way or the other. Like there's there's no. Um, I used to be really harsh on myself to say that's it, never getting a job ever again. And and it was a way of me saying I'm doing this, this is I'm doing the business thing, I'm going for it. There's there's no way out. I can, I'm not I'm not going to get away from this, and I'm not going to drop it until I've I've won. But there is no winning. It's, it's a constant journey of 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 growth that's what it is <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that would be our topic tonight Da
0: that's the end of that chapter
1: <laughs> but no you're absolutely right it doesn't have to be the all or nothing where you're sitting in a job you know which was more my era of sitting in a job that you didn't like just because you didn't know or didn't feel there was another way to make a living so or to make ends meet, make life work for you. Whereas now everything is just up for grabs, I feel. You can do a bit of this and a bit of that. You know, a lot of people have gone to contract work only. And then when you talk about those gaps in work, you know, going from one vine to another. When I started in contract work, I always was worried about whether I would have another contract in a job that I would like to do or work that I would like to do. And I didn't want to have to settle for taking, taking anything just because I needed to pay the rent or something. I'd much prefer to live on my car than to have to be in that situation. But it seems to be that's what most people are doing these days in regard to you can do so many different types of work, contracts, um, projects, have a part time job, have a casual job, charge someone to the neighbor to go and get some wood um you know there's just so many ways to do it these days,
0: yeah, well, so I mean you're right, there is like sometimes i I think about all the all the good times working in those casual roles, you know, going through uni and going through school, and I'm like, would it really hurt if i if I did a little more service and you know was doing more of that like I really enjoyed. My my short career as a security guard. I was I was a, a bouncer at a few of the, the bars in Sydney and I only did that for a couple of years. And I had a day job as well. It was just it was just good money, good social. You know, you're in the scene and and I think, you know, would I would I do security now? It's like, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind doing a couple of nights security um, on a fortnight basis. I think it'd be it'd be good a good break up and when you when you've got a diverse different like a diverse uh roles and activities in your life, then you kind of feel fresher like you turn it up and it's not like this isn't my my drag this isn't my day in and day out Monday to Friday this is like my every second Tuesday I'm just having to come down here and do this. You know, yeah. now now I'm serving soup to the homeless, and then you know it's like you just you're just breaking up your life by doing all these different activities, and you're meeting different people, and you're building network. So now I'm kind of I'm at a I'm at a point that I didn't expect to get to where because I've been doing so much project work and dealing with so many different clients and across so many different industries and, you know, not all, some good, some bad, like some some solutions, some with too hard basket, all these different things. Now I'm, I'm in a position where I actually want to go back to work for a little bit and for a rest yeah for a break (laughs) i I need i need a break i i I need a i need a a full-time job no no, no, not really i need a holiday send me back to work please um it i I think it's but it's it's kind of like now that i've now that i've been out in the trenches defending myself and surviving i've i've learned a lot so now i've got a lot to give i've got a lot to give back to a to a particular job role so you know without. I mean, without um, talking it up so much, for me to go into, uh, uh, I, I'm not even sure what kind of job, let's say an office job, admin job or um, a marketing role or whatever. Um, I think if I if I turn up and I'm bringing all the knowledge of all the business issues and struggles that we've fixed, all the different automations that we've implemented and, and connected all together, it's going to be, I'm actually excited to see. How does traditional business operate how do, how do How do employees act like they're a different type of animal. I haven't been around employees for for like five years I, I don't know what they're like can you Can you imagine me ringing up and calling in a sickie? <laughs> I, I forgot all that I've never had sickies like I haven't had that since two thousand and ten. What does that even mean? like, like I'm going to be like a kid in a candy shop.
1: Yeah, well I guess that's the that's the good thing that um that you would bring that refreshed sort of outlook into having a job. Um yeah, so that it would so that you would go into a job and test your knowledge, I guess. And there might be things that you might learn there as well. Yeah. Or you could turn around and run so fast out the door.
0: This is true. <laughs> Anything's possible.
1: I mean, I learned some amazing things when I was in my job. And um, just when you were talking about um, your bouncer job, it made me reflect back to one of the jobs that I really loved doing, which was the first one of the first things I did out of school, and that was working as a barmaid. They used to call you barmaids back then, not bartenders. I really loved working in bars, and mostly because it would then feed a lot of things that I liked about life which was usually people before it got too late in the night were having a lot of fun and (laughs) laughing and enjoying themselves. Yeah. And sometimes the music would come on, the jukebox would get a bit louder and I used to love that sort of thing. And I think I'm I'm getting paid for having a good time here until, you know, the end of the night came and fights would break out and then I hated the job. Um so yeah, there are those I guess what I would call jobs that are that are nice to have, that you possibly might do even as a voluntary position.
0: Yeah, that's you know, a luxury. You
1: not need the money. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it was it was good times working you know working in the bars because it was and it was it was just exposing yourself to a whole range of people that I wouldn't normally be socializing with. But because you know because you're wearing the shirt and you, you got the badge on your and your shoulder and all of a sudden everyone wants to be your mate and you know you listen to music you would never listen to and all of a sudden it's like oh yeah it's all right and you know and you find yourself you're in that you know, you're in that different world and you're you're an actor so you have to be that guy and it was it was really cool because it wasn't really it was it was like a it was a luxury. I wasn't doing it. I mean, the money was good, but I wasn't doing it because of that. It was because it was at the time it was my brother's security company, and he would always have someone that calls in sick, or someone that can't make it, or or just the, the the bar manager might want an extra guard on, and it was just easy because it was it was just so flexible. And and being in that world where it's just so so social, um, and plus you know you're hanging out with your brother, so it was just it was it was really you know, it was really easy and he paid you. Yeah, I mean that was a bonus. But yeah, I but it's sort of thing that I would have done for free. If he's like, "Man, can you help me out? I need uh, a guard called in sick just go down the door for a couple of hours." If you're like, yeah. "All right, just go just go hang out for a bit." Um and it was in that that wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah. But yeah, I mean even doing that it wasn't um I mean I, I don't I don't know how people see bounces, but we because it was his company and he he was um, he brought in his own personality into his, his brand, um, Amity security. It was, we, we all had the idea that we're, we're the big brother of everyone that's going out. So if someone's out and they're getting too drunk, then, you know, that could be a younger bro or, you know, or there's, there's a girl out there that's losing herself or then, you know, that could be your sister. So we had this real, um, like brotherhood thing going on where we're just, we're just there to make sure everyone's having a good time. And and that's what I really that's what I really enjoyed. And they they felt it. They they knew what we were there for.
1: Yeah, that's that that is a well, I would say nice um, security guard or security company because they got a bad rap there for a, for a long time with different um, different situations around Sydney nightlife. Um, so yeah, to even think that you you guys were thinking like that um, would be nice to feel like you know i I've, I've got a younger brother but it'd be nice to have a an older bigger brother looking after me
0: yeah can you imagine you, you got your big bro just standing out the front of the door just keeping an eye on things just just to know that he's there um that's that's what we delivered and it was that it was nice
1: yeah yeah that's a that's a good brand
0: yeah it was <laughs> and i <laughs> and, and i mean like like everything you, you you do it for so long and then you get sick of it
1: yes that's the it, thing about it, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It, it was the industry and the late nights and, and the and the scene and, and I mean Sydney went through a tough period of lockdowns. So the you know, the the bars, I mean, it was detrimental to the nightlife. The same yeah. as the same as what we've seen in Newcastle. You know, you lock down and, and do lockouts at midnight or whatever, and then all of a sudden, you know, not like back in my day where you could go out and walk out of the club and the sun's up and go, What happened to my night? That was yeah. Wow, (laughs) what happened? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, the the kids don't get to enjoy that anymore.
1: No, and I wonder if they ever will again. It'll be something that we would talk to our kids and grandkids about saying, oh, back in my day, we'd stay out till the sun came up.
0: Yeah, which sounds... Irresponsible. <laughs> that, sounds like a good time to me. It sounds reckless. <laughs> uh, well I guess you have to travel. You have to go overseas to do that now. Um, yeah. if you if you could. Let's see what happens.
1: Yeah, there's so many ifs these days.
0: Yeah. So but if we all just focus on our work and get back to business, then and you know, forget about all the fun stuff, then I think we'll be, you know, a little all better off.
1: I think so too. And I I guess when also, when we're talking about growth, I also wonder about the the outskirts of growth and, and whether you venture outside of your your branding avatar or your your business circle in your business, not not to go get another job, but do you expand it so that so that it has a bit of variety like that?
0: I, I think so yeah I, I, I think once once you've got your your brand down pat, and I mean the reason why we do it so that you're so that you got a personality so your brand has a personality then you you package that and hand that off to you know a marketing assistant and the marketing assistant just puts on the boots and then delivers your brand across the social networks and across your your website and just so all the the tone and the blogs sound like your brand um, but then once once you've done that and you're established, yeah, things things get a bit stale, and then you think, well what what are the business problems that I'm or what are the, what's the offering of my product or what what are services am I satisfying like what 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 is it that I'm doing and and building that that community or or bringing in some of your clients really close and to get some feedback to say, okay well, what else what else can I do for you what else how else can I serve you?" And then that's when you might start developing some more products and you might see your brand slowly changing. Or it could completely morph. It just depends. It depends what opportunity is in front of you.
1: Hmm. What about, do you think about exiting?
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I do a lot. <laughs> 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 I mean, I had I had the conversation with my team. I only, yeah, I, I mean, it would have only been last week. I was thinking, how do we, like, because you, this is the other thing. And I know we, we mentioned it. We've mentioned this before. Like, if you're working in your company, how how long do you intend to work for? Like and 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 I know I've said that I don't I don't believe in in retirement, but you know you get to a certain point. The idea is like why why are we in business in the first place? I would I would say in my case because I like I like the freedom um, of of having a business. But then you you do it if you could if you could build a business and your business becomes the asset the asset then you sell the business. Not to say that you're not making an income along the way, but that's like I think the exit strategies. As important building the business as it is, um, let's see how. Yeah, the, the build building the business is is as important. I want to say building the business as it is as important as building the business. Um, yeah, building the business to sell or to 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 part is um, one of the most important things I think you can do in your business. And in in particular, if you okay, let's say with one of your businesses, if you said, okay, I've got a two-year plan to build it and then offload it. Then all of a sudden your whole strategic plan changes because you start thinking, what am I offloading and how?
1: Exactly. I mean, the exit strategy I think is, like you say, the most important yet the one that we spend the least time on or thinking about because why would you be thinking of an exit strategy when when you just started it or – even if it's a few years old, it's still pretty pretty new,
0: yeah, well I mean I'm gonna bring it back to this branding avatar again all of a sudden. this a branding avatar's taken over the whole episode, but it's if you if you're building a business to sell and i mean and, and there's all the aspects of developing the business and growing it before you even going get to that point, you need to think, can you imagine that your first social media post that is attached to your brand, your logo, and your whole company persona? That's that's part of your business. So every single thing you do is part of a bigger package of what is it that I'm that I'm selling here. So all of a sudden, you know, launching your, your three to four social media posts per week become really important because it's not just oh I got I got to got to come up with something to put out over uh, put up, put up on Facebook or put it over Instagram so that people know that I've that I'm here. It's you're you're building a brand that you're gonna sell. So every single post has to connect back to that. And rather than just posting and forgetting about it, we've we've started creating a, a like a track record of every single post that we're posting and what type of post that was, what type of conversion that was, so that we can have a look at the the algorithm of of what are we posting. So we might post three value based informational posts and then and then one entertainment post and then a couple more value posts and then a funny post and then and then going through what's our what's our sequence of posts and and what what converts better like we've got to have a funny I got to have a, a, a meme funny post every at least every nine posts or something and you think well what's what's my brand avatar is it more of is it like what sort of when you think personality am I serious this many days of the week and then I'm funny this many days of the week or am I you know am, am I all about products like people are just constantly posting their products and they're going to post on our website but what do you actually give in your your community if you are even building a community like there's so much to there is a lot to think about
1: there and, is a lot to think about and I, my head's hurting already talking about that stuff because yeah. this on, online presence um is getting out of hand it,
0: well th- this is the thing i think too many people spend more time trying to build an online presence and actually just running their business which is why i don't do any marketing myself i, I, just, I just don't have time for it i want to but every time I employ someone to do the marketing, they end up doing work instead. That's a shame.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's sort of kind of good because obviously you're growing and they're multi-skilled.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like in a way it sounds like I'm like I'm bragging, like I want to do this, but I accidentally do this. But but that, that's not the case at all. It's just I just don't value the I just don't value the marketing part. Not not when uh I mean not when I'm a small team and I only need three clients to be at full capacity. So when um, if I was to have four, like let's say I've got another another assistant to do marketing activities and then all of a sudden there's a fourth client, then they're going to be doing work instead of doing marketing. So the problem is I, I know it's not sustainable and it's because I'm, I'm personally bringing in a client every time I add someone, it's like, oh, I need more work and then I just go get more work. So getting more work isn't the problem. It's, it's scaling that more work activity like I, I don't even know what that means i haven't really thought about it i'm just kind of thinking it out aloud um i yeah i, I need to map my own business and think okay marketing <laughs> is important got to get someone doing that um but i mean that that's, this is all part of the thing it's like you just work it out as you go
1: yeah and i think i think that's the big takeaway you know is that while you can have all these plans and courses and experts under your belt and giving you information and you still got to work a lot of that out yourself because your business is your business, and it's going to be different for so many reasons.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. I mean, it, it's just I I think this is where you need to kind of let go of expectations and then allow yourself to think, you know, where do I want where do I want to be in six months' time? Um, and then and and have that out there, have that dangling carrot there, but. Kind of be satisfied knowing that you go in there, but you're never actually going to taste it because you get halfway there and realize it's not quite—it's not a carrot; it's something else. It's turned into an apple. And that could be good. So you walk walk another six months and realize (laughs) that wasn't—that wasn't anything at all. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, welcome to business. I mean, it doesn't—it doesn't doesn't have to be like that though.
1: No, but I always believe that nothing goes to waste. So yeah. Even if it started off as a carrot and turned into an apple and then turned into a banana, then there would be something in each of those fruits and vegetable that you could use or know something about your business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like payment. Payment doesn't always come in a financial way or form. Like sometimes just knowing that you are learning and growing along the way should should be satisfying enough. Yeah, yeah. Because if I mean me going back to the start of the year, I would I would say uh, overall I'm not going to hit my mid year goals. Um, but as a business we uh we've grown capacity, our our products offering is is much stronger. Um, we've we've learnt better ways of of delivering that. Um, to the point that I would say that six months ago we weren't confident delivering marketing tight products. We could do the automations for them and we could build a website and the tech for them, but we wouldn't be comfortable delivering their their key message. Where now I I feel like I am I'm not only comfortable delivering their message, I'm comfortable extracting what it is that they're you know, what's their core offering, what's that message, what's that that conversation look like. Um so to so, me that that's a win. So I'm, that's I'm growth. That.
1: that that's huge growth, really.
0: Yeah, it is. Totally.
1: So, I hope you and your team are very happy about that.
0: Well, it, the thing is, we are, but it, it changes what we got, what we're going for next. The, this is this is where the, the the carrot and the pear and the apple and banana. <laughs> it's like you, you do you do have to keep yourself on track somehow, otherwise you just keep going around in circles. So, we yeah, you know, I think where we're moving to now is we want to we want to try and build clarity. We want to help businesses deliver their their core value proposition, so being able to so part of being able to scale what it is we're doing um, is being able to take on firstly more than three clients, but we're like where what does that goal look like are we would we be happy to do six or or twelve clients and and the truth is I want a thousand clients
1: whoa, yeah well, before you go on to that, tell me what a core proposition looks like.
0: So, this would be we'll, we'll pick a company. Pick a company that we all that we all know of. Apple? The the computer company? I mean, yeah. the the device company. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, okay. All right. Well, that that's a tricky one. But let's let's go for it. So, I mean, right. I guess I uh, so, pick one. Yeah. You can well, I mean, pick one that's a good example. Well, I mean, I I like Apple, so we'll stick with Apple. Um, I guess I'm not a fan. Yeah, I mean, I I'm teasing
1: you. Go I ahead. I
0: just realised my computer's not plugged in and I'm about to run out of power.
1: So oh, dear.
0: L- luckily, I have this one at arm's reach. Let's give me one Lucky moment. you
1: have a spare one up your, up your sleeve.
0: Well, it must have fallen out. Um, oh, no, I, I moved it because I, I went for a drink. And if I, if I didn't, um, I, someone could have tripped over. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Apple Apple produce, like, what, what are the, they, they? They produce high-end electronics. Phones, computers, like their their value proposition is, um, well, firstly the device, but I think what Apple's done really well is the the operating system, because um, as much as I, I think they're overpriced, I also feel like they can charge whatever they want because some of the shortcuts are just supreme. Like if I if I was to click Command C and copy something on my on my desk on my laptop here, um, I can instantly on my phone pick it up and click paste and it's pasted into it's pasted on my phone it's like can you imagine like the whole the whole copy paste situation is so amazing that you can do it across devices if they're all using the same apple id
1: wow that's a bit of a worry
0: yeah i mean it, well, well yeah it kind of is i mean being able to so if i wanted to install uh, an, an app on my computer my laptop And it would like it's a that's a system like admin system admin operation. Um, I can just click OK on my on my watch, and all of a sudden it authorizes the computer to install the the app.
1: I mean, I think all of these things are wonderful and amazing, and I jest about it. But you know, I guess growing up (laughs) when I had those big heavy clunk of a technology laptops and and things and now it's all now it's all talking to each other and then you've got the whole security and privacy thing going on but of course it's just your apps that you've given your phone and your laptop permission to talk to each other i don't know i'm a bit cynical
0: no i don't i don't trust it either i just know when i got to get stuff done i can i can uh, i can move through yeah i can move through these devices really easy
1: yeah, that is easy if they're all talking to each other, as long as no one's interrupting that conversation with
0: some virus code. So we're talking about the the value proposition, and and that that's the thing that can really evolve because mm. um, the same way we're talking about Apple, and they had you know they, they had the, the the desktop computers, and then it was it's the operating system that really took a, a life of its own and then allowed it to create that ecosystem of devices. So from my point of view, I'm looking at well we started by just delivering websites and yeah, uh, you know anyone anyone can do that. I mean like uh, building jumping on the website platforms like Squarespace and Wix and and even even using a, a template on on WordPress to an extent, it's it's pretty easy to put together. If you're, you know, a bit tech savvy and you've got the patience to, to go through the design process. um, So we build that. But it's like our value proposition was understanding the business process and then building that into the website and then automating it the best we can so that it allowed the people that are working in the in the company to do more of what they need to do to do work for the company rather than working in the machine.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And then – and then that's that's kind of morphed into once it, someone's got that what's the next step they look at growing and that would be well we need to get we need to get more sales or we need more conversions of some kind and then that's where it goes well let's look at your online conversation what's what are you guys talking about what are you sharing and who are you sharing it with and then and then to go into to, so to, to deliver that and when i say I mean, I was about to say this is where I'm going from three clients to a thousand, yeah. and it's like now I'm really putting myself in the line because I'm kind of saying this is what this is what we plan to do. How do we? How do how do you do that? Um, so yeah, we are we're in the process of of building a, a digital academy so that we can so rather than me do the the work for the client. I can say to the, I mean, I get a lot of clients say, okay, we need, we need, we want you to do marketing, but I don't, I don't, we haven't done the brand avatar activity. So I can say, okay, well, here, click on this link and then you can do the whole thing online. Go through the modules and there'll be a video of me saying, hey, welcome to the academy. Come on through, do this exercise, this exercise, read this module, you know, and, and walk you through the process. Of, of the way that I would do it if I, was with the, if I was there with you, but all of a sudden now I don't need to be on the phone explaining to you how to do it and then asking you the questions over the phone and, and then writing them down, um, you can go through the process yourself and write them down and then and then do some quizzes along the way to help extract more information from you. And then when you're ready, you can deliver the work that you've completed and then my team will do the work because we've got all the answers by that point, or you can do it yourself, you know, whatever you like. Um, so that's how we intend to do a thousand clients.
1: So the value proposition is the value that you're providing that they're not getting elsewhere.
0: Yeah. It's, it's kind of like unlocking them because everyone's, everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone's got the answers in their head. You just need to have someone to talk to, to get them out or have a process. So we're, our idea would be well, ideally is to have our process online so you can go through the process on your own time um, and then extract that out of your own head. And then once you've got that information, then you can choose what to do with it. Yeah. So whether, whether that's building the business yourself or having a support team help you build it. At least, at least you know what you're doing, or at least you know what you want to do, and you've done and you've tested yourself. So you've you've thought about how you're going to do it, and what you're doing, and, and why you're doing it, all those sort of questions.
1: Yes, I mean you could be asking those questions all the way all the way through your business cycle.
0: Yeah, well I'm I'm hoping people that do it um already have a business because if you don't, then it'd still be useful, but you'd need to do there needs to be a lot more work done. Like where where only will be too it'll we'll be too shallow for what you need to do.
1: I know there's when I was starting out in my business, there was nothing worse than being asked all of these questions by all of these people and not having the answers. And then you're <laughs> like, okay, well, uh, I'll get back to you on that.
0: Yeah, I've done I've done many courses. where I was the same.
1: And it doesn't make you sound very um, coherent and confident in what it is that you're doing. Or wanting to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. You do sound a bit flaky. Like, flaky. Like and how? Like how long have you wanted to do this for? You're like, oh, I've been been doing this for years. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna keep turning up. We'll <laughs> get there one day.
1: But that's that's the whole that's the whole richness of the journey, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as long as you've got that that purpose, I think that that's that's the main thing. Because I mean I, I I'm realizing that this I mean, I'm not gonna get it right the first time. I'm not gonna be able to build a, a course to help every single business owner. But from from my experience, there's there's a lot of clients that aren't ready as well, that I would like to do like great, you know, pay me the money and I'll build a website. That'd be awesome. But they don't have the business process. So I'm I'm building them a Facebook page. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I could, you want you want a brand, you want a logo, you want this, like we can do that, but it's not going to do anything. Like what's the website for? Oh, it's for the, for my company. Okay. What's your company do? And then we start hitting some, and then, then all of a sudden I'm spending time having this conversation about what, what could your company do? And it's like, you know, you don't, you don't need me to have that conversation. You can listen to my podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: right. he, he's, I, listen to this episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, true that. But, I mean, I remember when Facebook first came out and it was a pretty simple tool to use. Now the back end of it is so many options, so many variables. I get a headache just looking at it and I've got to answer this and I've got to go through this question and, you know, answers that I just don't have. I have to go away and think about it and come back again, which is the same sort of thing we're talking about, I guess, and then you've got all the other social medias that are out there as well, and they've got a whole lot of stuff you've got to work out as well
0: mind boggling yeah, it really is like I, I I don't um I think I mean you hear people say pick one social media and just just work on that one until you get that right um I mean you know that's that's not always the case, but it doesn't hurt at least at least you know what you're doing.
1: Yeah, and then someone can pay you to do that one thing.
0: Oh, or pay someone else to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I'm exhausted. I don't think I'm going to do any of it now. <laughs> oh,
0: that—that's—that's that's what happens. I mean, yeah. Just don't worry about the marketing. Just, just um. I mean, I I know I, I said in a in a previous episode, you know, you just do that, just deliver that one service for that one client um and it, it kind of sounded funny but when I was thinking about it it was kind of like just just do your work you know Derek don't, don't worry about doing all this extra stuff um or at least document what your what your work is i mean that that's that's kind of what got me fired up um when when i was told that i'm the worst person to document what i do and that's that's true like i, I can't i can't give myself work so you
1: outsource it to
0: someone else you're supposed to yeah that's what you're supposed to do because i was uh i mean so this is the difference of going from working in the business to working on the business i was you you, you know you know how to run the business from being inside the business because you know what needs to happen most most people with most businesses you, you you know you can get in the operation seat quite easily and just go through the motions um but if you were to sit down and start documenting how your business works through a flow chart and then all the different activities. Um usually you 're not the right person to do that, and I found that out the hard way um, i mean that that was in, in one of our sessions and um, the instructor at the time made it very clear, and I thought I knew the answer, and i didn't so there's you know that that was that was actually one of the single most well, one of the most important growth examples of of my coursework I think all my coursework because I was adamant I knew the answer. I was like, okay, so so what do you have to do next? And I said, I've got to document my procedures. And that no came at me so quick and snapped. <laughs> no, that's you're not the person to do that. And I thought, wait a minute, I've been here all day. What what are you talking about? I, that's what I thought I needed to do. And then then I was told, no, you need you need to pay someone to do that for you because you're not, you can't. The way you think you do your work is not the way that work actually needs to be done. And that that's thats the problem with most businesses. They don't know their business process.
1: Yeah, and I, I guess um, also the one of the main things with entrepreneurs is that they want to do everything themselves because they think they do. They think they know.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's because that, that's the way you do it if you're the only one there. Yeah. You have to do it all yourself. And it's not until you think um, – I mean, this is why it's so important to have an assistant, even if it is only 10 hours a week. Um Online and you know maybe five dollars an hour, um like I know it's it's gonna cost you fifty bucks, but I mean it's 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 not the fifty dollars and it's not even the work that they're gonna do. it's the fact that you need to step outside yourself and then start allocating that work and think, well, what do I actually need them to automate? what do I need them to do um and that's the the invaluable process,
1: yeah, because they're gonna ask you questions that you don't ask
0: yourself, yeah. Like, how's this done or or what's this – why am I doing this? What's it for? What's next? And then then what? Yeah, I don't – what? Coffee? (laughs) Coffee break.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my head's hurting. Hold on a second. Can I I call you tomorrow?
0: No. We're going to take care of this right now.
1: That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, I think we've covered off a lot of growth tonight.
0: Yeah, still only one episode in ten. Already? No, I mean, like, you've got, um, so the the different aspects of growth, it just keeps them going. Like, we've only only spoke about business.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: I mean, I never got into the spiritual stuff.
1: All the professional stuff.
0: Childhood. Relationship
1: stuff. Yeah. I mean, we have covered off some of those things on their own in different episodes, but I guess if you did lump them all into a bucket under growth and then you put, Professional, personal, business, relationships, spiritual. There's a whole lot of growth in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, there is.
1: And then linking them back to, you know, how that impacts on your business or the progress of your business. There's another twelve seasons coming up.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll keep the uh, keep the seat warm.
1: Okay, so have you got your tips for tonight?
0: I do have my tips. Awesome. It, it's reflecting on reflecting on what we spoke about tonight. So um, I'm assuming that that silence means I'm going first.
1: Yes, but, because I'm.
0: So I, I've, I'm gonna. So mine. Um. So this, this week I've, I've 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 got three words. So my 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 tips is peace, balance, and process. Mm. And so number one, be in peace. Is I think a lot of people are. I I say this like it's like it's them, it's it's me. Um I get frustrated with setting goals and wanting to move hundred mile an hour towards that goal and then not not be not being able to for for many reasons, often myself. Um so making peace with the fact that sometimes you can only move along as fast as the universe will let you move. And whether that's actually team growth or your clients or other things that shouldn't be out of your reach because you should be taking responsibility for everything, but making peace with the fact that you're you're on track, even if you're off track, like making peace with you, you you're making a consistent effort to grow and, and you know maybe where your downfalls are, but you're moving, you're moving forward. Yeah, this is the faith, taking one step at a time and being okay with that. Um, so Tip number two is the balance. Um, you know sometimes we and and again this is this is all me. I mean I'm talking to myself. sometimes we we're, we're, we're locked in to the way we think something needs to be and and I'm referring to the way that I think you know I mean I mean I'm a businessman now, I'm in business, I only want to do my own thing um, and and it's got to look the way I want it to. The way I operate needs to be the the role that I envision, and that that role might change. So, being open to a balance of of different roles and different activities and and tasks in your life, so that you're not just limiting yourself to what what one thing looks like. Because as soon as you do that, then you you may need to step out into a different role, or or you may need to pick up a part time job to support your side hustle that was your business but then becomes a side hustle It's like this this balance of this ebb and flow of what suits you at the time because the business world is just very uncertain like we're we're in we're in crazy times right now and and something that was very valuable to clients last week might not even be applicable in the near future things change very quickly and tip number three is is process and i know we just spoke about it but that was um that that was yeah I actually I had this is probably the one thing that I thought going into growth that you need to know it's like if you if you haven't documented your process um and it might just be the way you think about something you need to you need to know this, and I've spoken about having your values and principles mapped out so you that you know who you are and you're not letting yourself you're not letting your you know two week two week ago self down because you said you know that's it I'm not going to I'm not going to stay up and watch Netflix when I when I know I need to do work. And you're like, well, if I've only got one more episode, I'll just get it out of the way. Um, <laughs> so you've you got to, you know, I mean, step one is be at peace with it, find a balance. Sometimes you do need to watch a little TV to relax. But, um, yeah, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. But the the, the process is, uh, yeah, being true to yourself. So if, if you're doing one thing one way, um, yeah, start writing things down and know know that sometimes you're not the best person to see to do that um, and let other people document your steps. You know, maybe even write yourself a contract. Mm-hmm. I've never done that before, but I've thought about it. Um, you know, make a contract with yourself. So I mean, so it's in writing, so it's it's there. This this is part of the process. You're making a deal with yourself.
1: I think contracts are really good. Um... But if you're making a contract with yourself, then best you share it with someone else.
0: Yeah, this, this is what I mean. You you're not the you're not the right person. Um yeah, you gotta you, yeah, you need a, you need a third party witness to hold yourself accountable.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's someone watching over your shoulder. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Okay. Awesome. You're up. So my tips on the fly are, because I didn't have mine prepared <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, so, we're, we're qualified, so, you know, you, you can you can freestyle. That's cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're both pretty good at that, actually, from previous podcasts. Um, but my number one tip is courage. Courage to actually grow. Courage to actually be the person that you want to be in your business. Because um, I, I did mention courage tonight, and I think it does take a lot of courage because – when you think you're on the right track or you think you know everything, um, you know sometimes you gotta you gotta eat humble pie, like you said, and yeah. it takes courage to eat humble pie.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, you learn to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right. So it's not as it doesn't land as 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 bad as it could. Um, my number two tip is. One of the ones that I've said many times before is just keep going and you mentioned it tonight, At one foot in front of the other and keep going even if you don't feel like it. Find something in it that lights you up and brings you back to why you're doing what you're doing. And I guess, you know, vision statement um, is a good one or write down why we exist in the first place, we exist to do this. Um, that's always a heart starter.
0: Yeah, following through, keeping your word, saying—I mean, you know—it's—it's it's like it's, it can go both ways, but I think if you—if you got it, like if if you're capable of following through, then then definitely it's more rewarding.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even when people say, you know, you can't do that or you you you've lost your marbles, you think you, that's going to happen, you know, just keep plodding along,
0: yeah. see where it goes. You think you need to to find new find a new accountability buddy, that's it. So, someone someone's more supportive. I yes. <laughs> well, um, well, stop, stop telling people what you're doing and just do it.
1: That's right. They do say that too. Um, number three is I did put brand avatar down, but that was a bit tongue in cheek, and I crossed it out and put excellence. Whatever it is that you're doing, do it with a level of excellence so that you're proud of it, whether it you know you've got your thousand clients in a year's time or or not, you're going to do the best work that you possibly can do with what you know and where you're at. Just keep aiming for excellence here in that
0: back, a thousand clients sounds like a lot of people. well it is. <laughs> yeah, it is well i mean if if I consider it like okay here, take the pressure off if I think about it like a product ecosystem and my first product is my newsletter. It's a free product that I deliver people to share my tips. Um, I, I can see a, a mailing list of a thousand people receiving my my tips every week and my you know ideas.
1: Easy. I mean, when you look at some podcasts, um, you know they have twenty thousand followers. I well, don't the, know I don't the, know how long it took them to, to get there, but it, it's um, you know thousands not a large number. When you're talking about those sorts of numbers,
0: that, that's right. And and a listener would be, you could consider them a, a, a customer because they're they're consuming your content. They just haven't yeah. engaged financially.
1: Or another way I thought about it was, um, you could have one customer that's worth a million dollars. Would you need Would you need the 999 if you had the one client that was a million dollar client?
0: Yeah, if I had a million dollar product. And my thousand clients were just in a lead generator we're delivering free content value based content um and i only need to con- convert one in a thousand then yeah there, there's a there's a million dollar business exactly doesn't seem that complicated sounds pretty easy to me just gonna add a few zeros to my quote
1: i'm just gonna go get one of those tomorrow
0: it's it's already on its way there you go tomorrow's coming mindset just get yourself in the right in the right uh, posture you'll be right that's right
1: that's right face the sun <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you say zone zone bring it in zone in um yeah it's, oh the triangle yeah yeah tractor beam S- zoom it in zoom it in yeah that, Not that's it. Beam it up. it's zoom it in cool all right good okay. ep- episode 10 thanks for having me <laughs> was awesome all right great yeah. And, uh and next week we've got uh battle truths um I don't know what that's gonna be about, but it sounds intense truth it's loaded
1: yeah well, what's it all about alfie
0: i um i'm I'm looking forward to it, and I guess everyone should stay tuned
1: Yep, I will too <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. all right i will I'll hang on to my socks <laughs>
1: <laughs> might need to
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a wrap.
1: That's a wrap.